Yes, you are, Spooky Mulder. You have sex on tombstones. This is Do You Think I'm Spooky? It's a podcast about uh, the X-Files, the greatest television show that ever graced our screens. Uh, Debatable. My name is is Paul. My name is Debatable, Scully. (laughs) And uh, my name's name's Foxy Paul. Um, uh, We also host another podcast that this came out of called Living in the Past. um, uh, We we go through the the 90s a month at a time. but today we're talking about season one, episodes twelve and thirteen. Uh, we've got fire, and we've got beyond the sea. What did you before we get into like a beat by beat? Just uh, just a general consensus about these. Did, did, yay or nay? Definite yays. I feel like we're now in the groove of X Files. This is yeah. These seem like sturdy episodes where like. Good standalones. Um, I'm not missing aliens at the moment. Mm. There's no like there's good character developments. No real mention of aliens in any of these. So let's get let's let's get right into fire because um, yeah, that's, that's there's a lot to talk about. So uh, let, let's get into that. Uh, so, just a brief synopsis from IMDb. Mulder and Scully join forces with an inspector from Scotland Yard when a man with pyrokinetic powers stalks members of the British aristocracy. So, so this starts in England. Do we tick that off the map? Because they don't actually go to England, but it starts off typewriter. Uh, it, it, was, it was one of those ones where it's just, you know, when they just go to record stores and sign... <laughs> they could just sign their CDs and their albums. Yeah, they didn't actually play any gigs. They might have played an acoustic show, but this is like a <laughs> bit of a, 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 a just a branch out of the X Files uh, now you know, transcontinental tour, nineteen ninety three. But we're in Boston. Speaking of, mm. speaking of, we will get to David Duchovny's tours uh, later down the track. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. But we're in Boston for most of this episode. It's um, it starts off in, in England, um, as you said, with uh, a um, a, a wealthy British family. A guy's walking through the garden. Um, try to pick the guy that's about to kill him because he looks like nothing. Like all the other gardeners and landscapers are like in their seventies, and then there's this guy with the worst beard. Like that is that is not that is that is not his beard. <laughs> kind of like what you'd think. Like if you're doing like a bad cosplay of the devil. <laughs> He's got that sort of goatee situation going oh, on. And it's yeah, like, I do remember that. And it's just like, oh. Um, so then he, he just, he like, he, he sets the guy on fire. Um, it's it, like the five, the fire um, stunts in this episode are quite good at times. At, at times they're quite yeah, I'm bad. Yeah, I'm quite impressed. Yeah. Um, so right off the back, we've got, so the, uh, <laughs> the, the killer in this one is named Cecil. Um, or classic Bob, mur- classic murderous name. Yeah, yeah. So um, Cecil is a guy that you like. I, they kind of gloss over his history, but basically, you find out. Like, I, I never even registered like the, the what Scully was saying. Like, I think I was, you know, just never interested that much about like the the backstory. But yeah, like, he, like this um, this guy Cecil apparently had died twice: once in a um, fire, and also once when like there was people burning. Uh, people for sacrifices in like the woods in England. Like, did you did you catch yes. that part? Yeah, I so, did. Like, yes. Yeah, I like, I'd never like for some reason I don't know, but I was just like swept up in the uh, will they won't they romance of uh, Mulder and uh, Phoebe. 
um, who is the inspector Oof. for Scotland Yard. Oh, Scully let's, is not a, let's not a linger fan. there for a minute because <laughs> this is the first time Mulder does not show Belly any interest in this case. Yeah, he could not really give a shit. I, I don't know if it's because they're British, because they're rich, <laughs> or if because there is some potential physical relations with a woman, which I'm guessing he hasn't had for ten years. Yes. That that's all he's about. Every time Scully talks to him, every time she's around, he's like, uh, no, I've got, the, there's a thing, I've got to, need, yep. need to be alone now. Go away. Go away. I need to be alone with my thoughts of Phoebe. Um, yeah, we, we, we check in on Mulder and Scully. They just come back from a court case and uh, they go to their car and their car is unlocked and there's a mysterious tape inside. I don't know how Mulder didn't click to the fact that like, that was obviously her voice, like, yeah, there's a, a woman that he's been, let's say, intimate with. And he's like, mm. and then it's only when she, like, sort of pops up in the car that he's like, oh, it's an old friend. And Scully's, like, got instant dislike for this chick. Like, um, who was, like, she is played very well by Amanda Pays. Um, I think it's a also, good performance. Also, what sort of agent just gets a random cassette tape and puts it straight in? Just touches it, flips it around in his fingers. Yeah, let's yep. listen to this. Yep. Let's not do any forensics. <laughs> let's not find a safe space. Let's just chuck it straight in. The whole... So apparently this this um, Phoebe Green, like the British inspector, she was supposed to be a reoccurring... Uh, or recur... I don't think reoccurring is actually a word. Recurring character on the show. Um, but fan reaction to her was so bad that Chris Carter like, said, like, all right, I won't do it ever again. Is it because she was stringing Mulder along through the entire episode, she's hinting that he was going to get lucky, and then turns out she's having an affair with the rich aristocrat? Do you think that started? Was that a spoiler? Should I have not got there too soon? No, no, like, do you think that started like in the investigation, or do you reckon she fought, she was already sort of having an affair with him over in England, and then just happened? I think the way that she talks and acts around Mulder, I think she does that to every well-established man that she meets. <laughs> And she doesn't actually want to seduce any of them. Yeah. She's just a black widow. That's just what she does. Yeah. Um, Scully hates her. Like, let's, let's not beat around the bush. And I don't think it's because, like, no. I think I think to say that it's because she's got an attraction to Mulder would just be, like, doing a disservice to the, the character of Scully. I think Scully can just smell bullshit from, like, a way wider radius than what Mulder can. She's like, I don't like this, this girl. There's obviously some history there. You're not focusing and there's got to be there's got to be some history. She's also never really acknowledged Scully. She says like two words to her through the whole episode. Oh yeah, like when she says bye, she's like oh bye bye, and then like Scully does that little wave. That wave is amazing. That's just like yeah, don't even don't. Scully's even. good in this. I like it. She is. I like a bit of a yeah. Um, they go to a an arson expert, and I wanted to just pull up. This guy likes fire a lot. <laughs> Remember the Unsolved Mysteries episode with the guy that's enjoying the fire too much and he filmed it? No, no, no. I, I, can, can you, can you, um, can we you found him. Remind me. Can we remind me? What, what does he sound like? Look at the flames. <laughs> look at them. Oh, look at the flames. That guy? Remember that guy? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, he I works knew. for the FBI now. I, 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 I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> Um, I want to say he does this thing that there's, there's a, a certain say because he's got this sort of wisp, this wistfulness about him. He's like, you know, he's a, he's a little he's a little bit turtle dovey from Home, Home yeah. Alone Two, 
But he says this is this is the thing. Um, well, I've seen fire bend around corners, seen it bounce like a rubber ball. Fire's got a certain genius, you know, a certain demon poetry. Dude, you can't fuck fire. <laughs> he sounds like he set fires in Ogdenville, North Haverbrook. <laughs> And by gum, I put them on the map. Um, <laughs> it's yeah, it's he like he likes fire a lot, and I like how he, like he sort of crops up again. I would have liked him to be a re- recurring character, um, but Is yeah, we, no, I don't think we see we see him again later in the episode. But I think like yeah, you know, they they kind of once they're on once they've done like a certain crime, like I don't think they come back to arson again. I like when when Scully went back to see him and talked about. Him, I was like, oh yeah, mm. he's in for a treat. <laughs> Yeah, and like, and he also says something to like Phoebe. He's just like, "Oh, English." Oh. It's like, like, dude, just get out once in a while. Um, it just reminds me also that joke that's in. Um, I, I'm guessing you might not have ever seen Wallace and Gromit and the Curse of the Were Rabbit. I may have at some point. There's a bit where someone says, "Well, I think it's arson." Someone arson around. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I laugh a lot. Uh-huh, um, they missed a trick skipping that joke. Yeah. So um, this. Uh, so now uh, Cecil has come to America, and he puts on like a very questionable American accent, and he kicks a dog um, because he's killed the other caretaker of, the, of this uh, stately home in in Boston, and um, he he is now. And like he's he's only targeting like rich families, and then like he wants to basically be with the with the female with the with the the matriarch of those families. Um, I do like those whenever he he's staring at them, and like it goes all slow motion, and like zooms in on like their butt or their chest, and it's just yeah, their glorious '90s Sunday dress. Yeah, there's a bit where she's in the kitchen, and he's and he's perving on her and she turns around and she's got two mugs but the mugs are like perfectly in front of each breast yes like, what the fuck <laughs> did, did you think of black book center as well yes i was like is, is it like gonna be one of these things where like an austin powers thing where it's just like um they're just constantly gonna have like something like sort of in in the area like just to, to accentuate it i want to clean your dusty cups <laughs> okay it's so, so oddly it's so oddly creepy and un- unnecessary. But I also don't understand his end game. You set the husband on fire and then you run away. Yeah, I, it's, I, think, I think for this one, um, his big thing was like, I'm going to cause so many like, little accidents and I'm going to save the kids that like when the husband does go, the wife will like want to wanna come to me because like I'm, I'm, I'm a hero in a hero sort of thing. Um, but yeah, this. <laughs> He goes to a bar like the uh, the the uh, fire starter, twisted fire starter, um, <laughs> is in. He goes to a bar um, where I say uh, all I've got in my note is like teethy teethy lady in the bar. <laughs> yeah, there were some teeth. Oh, there were there were summer teeth. Some were here, some were there. <laughs> <laughs> not to teeth oh. shame, but maybe two teeth shame. I'm no. Not sure. um, and then, it, like that bit, I just, I surely someone would have noticed, like, had more information about a guy who set his arm on fire in the bar when he was going to light someone's cigarette. Like, no one's like, no one's need to know anything. Like, they have like really, really sketchy. Um, uh, oh yeah, he was like, he was English, and I think he was a guy, and blah, blah, blah. it's like, dude, the guy's set on fire. 
Yeah, like, was the bartender drunk as well? Like, oh. were you not more aware? Everyone was just trashed. Um, gotta love that uh, that checkered jacket that Phoebe's wearing in the hospital. It's like more or like a shawl. It's like it's just like it's like a patchwork quilt that she's wearing around mm-hmm. it. It's just really fucking weird. Um, she knows it, what Mulder's into now with Scully suits. Yes. Um, and then there's um, Next level. there's a bit where they're talking about their past, and she says. Um, on Arthur Conan Doyle's tombstone, that she she basically says they had sex there, which makes me think that firstly, Mulder's a goth because only goths have sex in cemeteries, and then I also <laughs> was um, uh, compelled to Google image search the uh, tombstone. They did not have sex. Oh, in yeah, that. it is a big stone cross. Like I don't know, like. If you had sex up against a big stone cross, I was thinking like maybe it was on the ground and it was like a plaque. Like not saying that's any better, but like, you know, I can understand that, that maybe they, they rolled onto it. But this would, <laughs> they, would have, they would have to like be like leaned up against this big stone. Like they knew what they were doing. That's desecration. I don't care, what, I don't care where you're from. Maybe it wasn't intercourse. Maybe, maybe they did something else. Maybe they played chess next to it. Mm. Or, or bridge, you know? And play with her chest. Who knows? Um, there's a doogie also, bit. Also, the line when uh, there is a doogie bit. Yes. The comeback. There's also a very nice line uh, where Mulder says he was extending courtesy. Oh. And Scully says, that's not that- all you're extending. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was a little slide was all going... <laughs> <laughs> His slide guide came back. It's like, no, yeah, no, no. No, 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 different this is slide. a different, different slide. He's like, oh, I got cute things I can do. Um, so, yeah, we got a doogie bit where, and it's actually like it's, it's, it goes for a while. Like she, it's actually um, like we, we, we doogie, then we come back, and then we go back to the story, then we doogie a bit more, and then we do. Which is interesting because Scully's not actually involved in the case at that point. Yeah. Mulder well, left I, her behind. It's like this thing of like, I'm going to fucking solve this case because that chick just shits me to tears. Um, first, look, if you're ever like, I don't care if you've got the, I don't care if you can do magic tricks. If you go to two young boys and say, Hey, you want to see a magic trick? You're a fucking creep. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're like, and then offer them a cigarette and then offer a cigarette. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, this is like the, the guy is like a sex pest. Like this is, this is a perfect thing of like, Oh yeah. It started with a magic trick, then a cigarette and then a bottle of wine. And then it's like, this is where it's And then you kill their dad and replace him. Yeah, yeah. Um, So, yeah, he's... uh, So Bob's uh, showing them um, his his, his creepy magic trick. And then um, she comes out and says, oh, hey, like, because he's also been poisoning the driver. They've got their own driver. And they say, hey, we've got a thing in town. Um, We don't want to drive to it because we're rich. Can you drive us in? (laughs) But we have to go and make our own dinner. But we won't drive ourselves. It's weird. It's just like everything just mm. serves the plot line to keep going like forward. I'm just like, it's just like those little bits and like that stuff gets ironed out as the series goes on. But there's a few times in this in this first season where it was like, let's just sort of like uh, muck around with the story bits just just to keep it moving. They really did not do any research on what the life of a British aristocrat is actually like, and it's. It's deeply upsetting. As someone who <laughs> knows nothing about it, <laughs> I'm offended. Um, I like how, like, I mean, 
they 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 do they do they are quite British. There was, there was one bit where like the the dad meets the caretaker. He's like, "Oh, it's quite a nice chap." That I'm like, "Oh yeah." I like um how like Bob's either painted or like found a eerily similar picture of like the wife of the house to hang up in the house. Like it's just and and the husband's like that kind of looks like you and she said no it doesn't uh yes it's yes, it your does. fucking identical twin <laughs> I, like and I, and it's never it's never really sort of like revisited and um I just, I just wonder whether it's like whether they just the set designer just walked past a thrift shop or an op shop and it's like it kind of looks like the girl we're getting to be the uh, British aristocrat I'm gonna hey, you know what I'm gonna buy that. And then just showed it to Chris Carter, and he's like, "Can we pull this up?" And he's like, "Yeah, that's fucking weird. All right, let's do that." <laughs> um, I sense there's a lot of these episodes where they're putting in extra little details that I don't know if there's a plan to come back to it and re-acknowledge it, or if they just it's like little Easter eggs, like just. Um, yep. We go to a big uh, the big uh, dinner um, or fundraiser, and Mulder's in a tux, and he looks like he's 15 years old at the prom. <laughs> <laughs> he made a wish down at the boardwalk with uh, Zoltar. <laughs> and now he no longer fits in his clothes. Oh my god, we should watch Big. I'd want to have sex with a woman. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he wished. His I whole think... vibe through this whole episode is like pathetic little boy that's never been with a woman. I want to not be spooky. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be sexy, not spooky. Remember Zoltar? Oh man. Did I tell you when I watched that with my wife? She had never seen it before. I watched it like in the last couple of years, and she's like, this and "She is, said this, it was gross." Yeah, this movie's gross, and I'm like, "You know what? Yeah, you're not wrong, but I still love it." Yeah, I don't um, want to know. I don't want it ruined for me. Oh, it might be have to be. It might be a future watch along. I think. Can okay. I say? Yeah, I'll ruin um, it for you while we watch it. Cool. Um, there's a bit where so um, Mulder and, and Phoebe are, are dancing. And they do a bit of a smoochy smooch. And that's when just when um, uh, Scully arrives at the hotel and she's just watching them. Just so, like, and I don't know whether it's more, I think it's more this. And like most people like back, I bet back then it's like, oh, Scully's pissed off because like she wants Mulder. But I think it's more um, that she's just like, dude, there's a fucking pyrokinetic madman going on. And I'm not getting any either, so you shouldn't get someone like. So you know, let's just, let's go fucking do our jobs. Like I think it's more of a thing of it's like, why do you get to do that? And like, yeah, oh, she so. looks fed up. Yeah, and then like we we do sort of delve into Scully's dating life like later down the track. Um, does not work out very well, but um, oh. uh, so but there's a bit where she turns around and Cecil's there, and he's he's just behind a pot plant, <laughs> and he's just like. He's like, and that's where he looks most like a like a leprechaun. It's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, and Scully just looks at him, just like, okay, whatever. Turns around and then he's gone. He's like, oh, gonna go set some fires. Um, Typical leprechaun. Yeah, and um, he, that's when um, and he sets a sets a fire um on on the floor with the children in it, and then. Mulder goes up, and we find out. Oh, we've, we've sort of overlooked this. Mulder's definitely afraid of fire, um, so he goes up there and he freezes and basically um, just collapses and gets smoke inhalation. Well, while Cecil Bob, um, oh, while trying to crawl away. By the way, do you know what I just worked out? His name's Cecil, and his other name's Bob, 
and it's like the Simpsons episode with Sideshow Bob and Cecil. Oh. Also, you're calling him a leprechaun. The last time I saw him, he was playing a Irish uh, alleged IRA bomber. Oh, was he in, in The Name of Father? He was. Oh, wow. Was he a leprechaun? Yeah, he's one of the guys that went to jail for it, wrongly. Um, maybe rightly in this case, because I think he was starting fires. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so... Um, I, I just want to get to this like so, so uh, Mulder's the, the next day Mulder's in his hotel room and Scully's there with him and they're sort of just like commiserating he's saying looking like, at his nipples he's saying yeah he's saying he froze he gets in a he gets in a robe and he sort of sits down and Scully's like hey like do you want to hear what I've like found out and basically gives him gives him all this information about Cecil Bob Phoebe comes in and they had this conversation in front of Scully of like all right, so we're not going to see each other anymore. Like, so they basically break up in front of her, and it's like Scully never asked to leave. They never asked her to leave, and it's just the thing of like. And then Phoebe's like, "All right, bye." And again, Scully sort of gives her like a little bit of a nod, and she's just like this, the the palpable hate that she has for her. But then she's talking to Mulder, and Mulder suddenly gets to, suddenly realizes that he has he needs to go down, and 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 um, they're at a um, they're at the house. Phoebe's with them and like possibly the, the guy they think is doing it's down there. He takes his robe off in front of Scully and starts getting, he's like, dude, go to you, you've got a room right there you can go in. But he's like, no, no, you've got to see this. I want you to watch. I mean, he got out of bed without a shirt on. She's already seen his rippled abs and his perfect nipples. It's not going to hurt if she sees it again. It's just weird. I don't know. Um, we have, she have a good drawing. For once, well, I mean, I won't say good, but it's better than like the Jersey Devil drawing. Yeah, um, slightly. This one, this one looks, this one looks actually like the person that it's supposed to be. Um, Which you find out when they do the fade into his actual face. Oh my god! <laughs> it would have How's been better that, if like huh? his his face is just like sort of distorted like the drawing. <laughs> <laughs> um, like the space ghost. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Mulder busts in and sees Phoebe like kissing the kissing the dad, and he's just like, "Ah, what the fuck?" And um, yeah, they um, <laughs> they find out that uh, that Cecil Bob have um, has basically put uh, like fuel accelerant all over the place, and um, that's how he's like. But they they still don't know how he's actually making the fire connect. But that's that's how that's how it's spreading so fast. Um, also, at this point, I didn't realize they didn't actually know who it was. Because you forget about the driver. So everyone's assuming it's the driver at this point. Yeah. And then it turns out they find oh, the wait. driver dead. Now, did he. Did he. Did he. Turn on. Go on fire while spewing? Because he's like. He's. He's. Yes. Over the, how fucked would that be? Like, you're already vomiting. And then you just. <laughs> Then you just like start. You're on fire. It's like, oh well, this might as well happen. Like, and it's like, all right. But even worse, because you're next. You're next to water. You're on fire, and you're near water. But your water is also full of vomit. So you're like this. Like, it's like the the choice of like, well, I can either burn to death or I can like use. Uh, you know what? You know what? <laughs> I've had a good laugh. <laughs> <laughs> um. The bit where Mulder's in the hallway and um, Cecil Bob's there and, and he does like the he clicks his fingers and all the all, all the um, lights turn into fire. Like I remember that from the the ad on TV again. Like I remember that being like 
this I'm gonna watch this. This looks amazing. Like this guy, this guy, and like, but he does it with like this, like, like he's like a showman. He's like you know, like he's like, oh, and now I'm gonna like set everything on fire. And he's got like a bit of like a a, a, a swagger to him. Love it. A leprechaun swagger though. It's not not a charming swagger. It's a cheeky swagger. Oh. It's more of a it's a work Davis swagger. <laughs> it's a Willow swagger. Um, yeah. So he's coming down and like um, I do like his well, when he starts to like I still don't I can't pick his accent because I don't know whether he's supposed to be Irish or English, but I do like when he's sort of saying he's like you don't know that the spark from that gun is going to send this whole fire. like I, I I do like that bit. He's a very good taunter. Um, but when he gets <laughs> the accelerant thrown on his face and he's like he's like Frankenstein he's like rawr, rawr. yeah <laughs> oh my god it's so bad <laughs> like flailing his arms and like twisting and turning around as if he's on fire already and surely like during his time of like setting various things on fire he's got it in his eyes at some point it must not be like such a weird new sensation to him he must be like oh what is oh, oh. um those kids also must hate their parents because, like, twice in the last day, they've been left in a room <laughs> that then turns into flames. Yeah. Yeah. Also, their dad's having an affair, and they would know. I run. I wonder Kid, whether kids they know. Oh yeah. I wonder if the wife knew. Um. So. Yeah, and then. Uh, we we're back at um, X Files uh, HQ, and Scully comes in. And... Also, hang on, what was with this office? I've never seen this office before. Where are they now? Oh yeah, that's. They're not, I was they're the not in thing. the basement. I thought the same thing. Like no, I think it's like it's it's the it's the basement from a different angle. So we're usually like angling. No, on... no, there's no, there's reckon... a, there's no there's a window. It's a different really? color. It's a different setup. It's not the same basement. I I disagree. <laughs> maybe like Scully's like you need to clean you need to get a deep clean in this basement because it's gross in here like um, and I was like yeah I've actually you know been peeing in the corner <laughs> I don't let's live, go to my second office I don't live well um, but now that I've got a woman partner I might <laughs> I might have to stop peeing <laughs> putting the seat down afterwards less gross um, yeah Scully comes in and says and with a perfect English accent because she spent a lot of time in, in, in England uh, sort of uh, teases Mulder and Mulder actually thinks that it was her that it was Phoebe but Phoebe's gone back to England left a tape but Mulder's not listening to it done with that off your fuck well done Mulder um, and then tells us that he's that, matured greatly <laughs> and then tells us that uh, Cecil Bob has been given to a military burn specialist which I don't think is a thing um <laughs> And he is now in like an iron lung situation and he asks for a cigarette and it's like, oh, it's a tie, it's a tie, it's a tie. <laughs> You're not going to get one. <laughs> you cheeky little leprechaun. Um, yeah, look, I, I liked it. Um, I'm going to give it two. Uh, Lone Gunman out of three. Um, I think the whole... Yeah, I, I know they were going for maybe like they were trying to get like a different audience with the whole... Molder love story thing, but it's, uh, that just didn't work for me. It would have been just as good if, if Molder, if, if it was like someone Molder ne- had never met before and he just sort of gets a bit of a crush on. Yeah. I, 
I really enjoyed the types of model we got. It was very new to see like the vulnerable, weak, pathetic molder yeah. that's in love, and then the very, very fearful molder with his fire. This was so the, that, that uh, was that was a bit different. That was fun. This is the presumed innocent of X Files, like you know, where Harrison Ford was like this is like against type character. Like he wasn't the 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 leading brooding tough man. He was like this douchebag with a bad haircut. So yeah. Um, but I, I overall, I, I, I would it was, also it was pretty good. I defy any other podcast to um, reference presumed innocent as much as we do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I mean there's a lot of semen out there. <laughs> there's a lot of frozen semen cubes. Um so what are you giving this? I'm I'm gonna give this a uh, a high school campfire <laughs> out of fires. One that's probably gonna it's go better up. than a candle. But it's gonna it's, go out it's burning. Quickly. I mean it has potential to go somewhere. Like it's it's a good fire, but you give it you're not pros. You give it a fire that is going to go out and then you're going to get yelled at by the teacher who's in charge by because you put too much wet wet food or like... Because different, you know. kids were throwing fucking grass on it and now it's all smoky and our eyes hurt. Like, <laughs> it's a fire, but no one's enjoying it. Actually, no, that's too harsh now. Yeah. So it's, it's a, a festival fire. Yes. Okay, cool. It is a festival. In a, in, a, in, a, in a bin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's move on to Beyond the Sea. Um, I Oof. didn't take many notes because I was enraptured by this one. I think it's it's quite good. Amazing episode. This could have been a movie. In fact, I'm pretty w- sure this plotline was a movie in the late 90s <laughs> for like several like high like you know Hollywood companies. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I can't think of any titles, but I'm sure I've seen it. Is Gothica one? Yeah, Fallen. I think would be one. Like any of those, like you know, Syracuse. Like I mean, it is like apparently Chris Carter didn't like all the the studio. The Fox didn't like it because it was too Silence of the Lambsy. But um, it is mm. like Dana is sorry, not it's it's Gillian uh, Anderson's and Chris Carter's favorite episode of season one, and I nearly said Dana there because the the name Dana Dana is used quite a lot in this episode. Fox pulls it out. Um, we we start off with uh, Scully's got um her parents round. Um, there's like kind of like a a bit of a nod to the fact that there might be some like tension because like they think that she should just be a medical doctor and not like. <laughs> investigating aliens with a but no one says medical doctor do they no do not no no but that awkward moment where her dad says goodbye and then the mum gives him a little nod he's like how's work is it good (laughs) bye Bye. um her her dad's a bit of a dick great work let's uh let's let's get out of the way right now like he means well i think he means i think he's he he does he's 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 doing as much what he much as he can with what he's got that bit so and when we find out that her dad um had a heart attack and died the bit, and then she wakes up, and he's in the chair next to her, and I find out that he's actually silently reciting the Lord's Prayer. That bit, creepy. I'm calling it. That was a creepy scene. It's very Twin Peaks as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I, like I think it. this is the this is the the first truly frightening X Files because 
we got that. Um, we've got, a f- and then um, we find out that there's in, uh, and like, let's continue the transcontinental X Files tour of 1993 into uh, North Carolina, and we find a um, two teenagers have been kidnapped, um, and there is a serial killer on death row that claims to have information about it because he's getting these psychic visions from it um, because he reckons that... So he was um, due to be executed and then it didn't work? Is that what Yeah, happened? I think something... Yeah. something uh, fu- no, I think they said he got like a pardon at the He'll last, last pardon moment. Or like, yeah, like, then, then they sort of found more evidence and they're, gonna, they're still going to kill him. Um, but, but in that moment, he basically got like all these souls. But that bit there where he's saying that he got all these souls and like that space goes right there. <laughs> like those. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there is, um, so yeah. And the, the serial killer is played by the one and only Brad Dourif, um, voice of Chucky from Child's Play and many other things. He's awesome in, ah. uh, awesome in Deadwood. Um, awesome in, like in most things he's in. He's a truly fright, frightening human being. <laughs> Um, Do you think as um, a prisoner in a jail you would be allowed two little earrings? No, I don't think you'd be allowed like half stuff. Like even getting the paper and stuff like that. I don't know like they would have um, yeah. like that. Um, so we find out that yeah, um, he's got information about this this kidnapping case. Um, Mulder actually helped put him away. Um, this is one of the ones that got him sort of some notoriety or like some some, some props in the FBI because he put this one. They never. I don't think they ever. Um, so Scully mentions one, a name in the, the pilot, Monty Props, but they never actually go back to like the case that really sort of put Mulder on the map for the FBI. And I always found that very interesting. I might be wrong, but like I don't think it's, it's ever been sort of referred to again. Um, we will find out. Yes. Um, but this, this episode is great. It's, it's, they kind of swap roles and they do a couple of these episodes like um, over the years, like one where like Scully turns believer and, and Mulder's more the skeptic. Mulder's like... A little bit too much the other way. It's like, dude, you you believe in so much stupid shit that you can't believe that Light Scully is getting like you know believing these psychic messages from from a serial killer. Until until like, pardon me for skipping to the end. So I'm assuming that Scully in the end tells Mulder everything, and he's like, "Why didn't you believe? You should have believed." Like you fucking told her not to the entire episode. He was a bit of a dick. And in this now episode. all of a sudden you're like, "You should have believed him." Bit of a dick in this <sighs> episode, I have to say. Like even when he's trying to be sincere. So, like, let's cut to so Scully goes back to work after her dad dies, and Mulder says like, "Dana." And there's a bit where and like she actually and I don't know. I think it might have been unscripted because before she responds to him. She even mouths the word. She actually says, she's like, Dana? It's like, no, no, I'm fine. And I, I love that. That It was so, like, um, true to their characters. Like, she's like, look, I'm Scully. You're Mulder. We don't do first names. You're doing a first... You're mm-hmm. first naming me because you're, you're trying to show, like, sincerity. And I understand that. But, like, just don't. Yeah. But he keeps doing it. <laughs> yeah, that's... That is that kind of fake sincerity. I don't know... I mean, it's flipped from the previous episode where now Mulder thinks that Scully's not going to have her head in it. Yeah. So, like, just stay out of it. Whereas I feel like she should have just... She should have gone Mulder this whole way and just delved right in. And it's it's a good episode, but it's so frustrating in the fact that she doesn't just... Fully, like, I want to know what the dad's message was. Like, go and make the deal. Have this guy tell you. Just 
But Give think, him whatever he wants. I think I and solve that, it all. I infer that it's like basically he's like, of course I'm proud of you. Like you know, it's just it's weird and stupid, but like you're my daughter, and I'm I'm, I'm proud of you regardless. Like yeah, it's just like you know, it's like and because they, they keep repeating, it's like you know, it's because you know, he's my father. Like you know, it's just that thing of like you think you know in your heart, like even all this. Like I mean, within reason. Like if she was out killing puppies, I'm pretty sure she'd be like, I'm so proud of you, Dana. But no, <laughs> she's like, you know, he's he's proud of what she's doing. Um, but I think, um, uh, the, the bit that sort of, I really like is when she's talking to Brad Dourif, the serial killer, and she hates the fact that she needs something from him and he knows that. And it's just like, they're, Mm. they're, they're back and forth. Like she could, she could be like, look, she could be Clarice Starling. Like, I mean, it's, it's, she has that same vulnerability. There's that there's that really good scene where she she comes basically I, I also think that like she's being a bit selfish because like she she comes back because and he knows that she wants to when she him. yells when she yells at him but no but even after that like he knows that she won't leave until she hears the father message and he's like no no like she's like there's one point where i kind of even i was a bit angry at myself i kind of felt like um uh, empathy for him because he's like, no, I'm not telling you what your father's like. You got to give me a deal. Like, you know, I'm giving you all this stuff. Like, you've I've saved like you know people's lives, and you're not giving me anything back because of like my past, which is totally fine. Like, he's a serial killer, whatever you should. But like, he makes you have empathy for a serial killer for that split second, and I was like, that's fucking powerful television. I don't care. That's... Uh, my most of my empathy was with Dana through all of that. Yeah, I don't know. I was just like. <laughs> I was like, no, like, you know, he, he's done so much for him. You know, it's what, like, you know, and she's like, she keeps coming back. Yeah, I don't know. I was wondering at the end if she was just saying she didn't believe it, but she actually did. So when she tells one, like, he could have looked me up when he knew that I was your partner. He could have found out that my dad had died. He could have found out all these things. Well, that's when the trauma, He like, called you, know, you Starbuck. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like, that stuff is, like... You know, Come on. But I think that's the thing of like, that's kind of like um, when you have trauma or like a thing like that, that happens, you go through that, um, that period of like where anything's possible, but then reality kicks in and you sort of acclimatize your situation and go, and then that's what, that's her going like, no, no, like there must be a, a logical explanation for this. It's like. I kind of like seeing her sort of go back to old Scully. And you need that because you can't have her going into the... Like, you can't end this episode with her being a believer and then go into the next episode and she's back to being old Scully. I kind of like the fact that they address that. It's like, we can't have her ending this episode as a believer. We need to go back to, like, logical Scully. I wonder if there was another option, another idea to end this with... So the guy said, I'll give you a dad's message if you come and see me before I die. Mm. and she doesn't go to see him because i would imagine in your last dying moments you're not going to summon someone's dead dad to pass on a message oh no and like he's that's got far too like... much fear and shame and terrified that he's not going to do it anyway but was there an option maybe that they had what he was going to say and how that would have panned out had she gone hmm. it would have been interesting because like, if, uh, is, is, if she rocks up and he just goes i'm proud of you I'm like oh, of course any dad would say that i don't believe you and the thing is, like, it's it's the ultimate, like, um, like, it's the ultimate thing for him to, like, not get that person to come. Like, you know, if he if she had come, it's like, you know, he wins. Like, can you imagine, like, like being so sure that you're going to see 
this person that you've got like you, you think you have all this power in this relationship and then yeah she doesn't rock up to his execution and he's and like you know that must be soul crushing it's like well you know he's a serial killer like he deserves that sort of thing so soul um, crushing but also probably wouldn't even notice because he's just seen all those murdered souls all those lives that he took creepy. and now he's about to get gassed the last thing you're thinking about is some woman's dead dad's message oh i think there's a, like, like the bit when he, he looks up and he only sees the three guys i think he's like i think he's like no but um yeah there's a bit where he does walk down basically death row and like on either side is just the um like the ghosts of um his family that he that he murdered and it's like again really creepy like this is the creepiest episode so far and i think we'll be up there as, as one of the creepiest of, of all time um i like uh i mean Mulder gets shot in this episode um and it's because like he doesn't really heed a lot of the warnings and like the clues and stuff like that. Like it's just um, like he even says like don't go near the white cross and like he gets shot near a white cross and um, mm-hmm. I like the whole um, there's a bit where so um, uh, Brad Dourif gives um, uh, Skelly the location of um, they 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 rescue the girl from the couple but they're still looking for the guy. Um, they give the right he gives the, he gives the location of the guy. And Skelly goes in with a team of FBI guys and they're coming down and they're about to go up <laughs> flight of stairs and Skelly says to one, like, you go. And he goes upstairs and just gets like <laughs> smacked in the face with a trash can. I'm like, did she know that was like, <laughs> maybe like there's a deleted scene. It was like, oh, and don't be the first one up the stairs because you're going to get smacked in the face with a trash can. And she's like, all right, got it. <laughs> and she's like, you go. <laughs> I mean, she knew she was heading into danger. So why, why go first? That guy was gung-ho. It was, yeah. Um, the the last uh, the warning though of don't follow the blue devil. Yeah, it was a bit of a stretch. Like the guy falls to his death straight away. There's no chance that Scully would have had time to run after him and also fall to her death. It was a bit of a toothless. Um, yeah, like it wasn't like if she had gone anywhere, like, it, it would have been better if it was like an explosion, like something that like, if she was in the general vicinity of like going anywhere near that blue devil, like it would have like injured her or killed her. But like, there was no way that she was yeah. like, Oh, he fell down. I'm going to keep going. <laughs> Be fine. <laughs> it just, it wasn't as smooth, a uh, close call as Mulder's was. That was very blatant. That was, yeah. I do think that a lot of these episodes don't stick the landing, like the the finale. Yeah. Like, I think that's maybe, like, something that we see carried on throughout the entire series. Like, I just think sometimes they just... I don't know whether it's just... They they don't... Maybe it's one of those things where, like, they said, like, we've got to cut out a bunch of shit um, and we need to, you know... We need... We need we're, we're over time sort of thing. But, um, yeah, I will say that, like, in a lot of these, these seasonal episodes, the ending is, all, is very regularly, uh, yeah, not great. So... Uh, speaking of shit, though, um, there was no eating, but there was food in this episode. There was food. There was his last meal twice. So we had like a yeah. I don't know, had like a nice slice of uh, I think peach pie. It looked like the same meal. Is that weird? It did look yeah. Like there was like it was basically like a, a roast chicken meal um, both times. And I'm like, I mean, unless is that, you is have an absolute like, favorite. Well. Well, it would make sense because he killed his family on Thanksgiving, and that looks like a Thanksgiving meal. I think that could be pumpkin, uh, that could be pumpkin pie. So that's like how sick of that of him to like go. Oh, make sure you send me. You, uh, make sure my last meal is a meal that like I, I we were eating when I killed my family. Like that's fucked up. 
or is also a superstition of last time I had this meal, I escaped the death penalty. Mm. Yeah. So let's try that again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it must be the food. Um, go, uh, look, all my buddies are here. I'm giving this three line gunman. This is amazing. Ooh. Yeah. Big call. Yeah. I kind of, I kind of feel bad now that I gave um, Jersey Devil for three. <laughs> I mean, it's three in its own right. Yeah, it's it's three. Yeah, maybe like the we're judging three... each episode on its own, not against any others. In comparison to this one, it'll be like the three lone gunmen stunt doubles. <laughs> <laughs> we had stunt doubles. Um, probably, yeah. uh, I wouldn't think so. Um, Waiting for their first appearance. I think I don't I don't know like I these two episodes are just good classic X-Files episodes but it's so hard not to compare them up against alien ones or good UFO ones but I'm going to give this a good uh Henley C out of Oceans. Oh my God. I can't think of what my favorite beach is. This is um... this is like a nice this is a nice surfing wave. Where you're like, you're out in the depths a little bit. There's some waves there. You can still touch the ground. It's a it's a nice, happy sea. Okay. It's safe. There's no sharks. There's still fucking weird. crabs on. They're terrifying. <laughs> fucking weirdo. No deep throat in this one. Fuck that. What nah, else? we've had too much deep throat. We need a bit of a break. Ah, Mr. Mulder. <laughs> we need um, to come to appreciate his appearances. You always got to appreciate the deep throat. Um, so the, um, the next two episodes... <laughs> Uh, I have to admit, so there's Gender Bender, which I know for sure what that one's about, and like I, I believe that's a, a bit of a batshit crazy one. Um, then we have one I do not actually remember, and it's called Lazarus. Um, Ooh, I like the sound of that. Yeah, so I'll be very interested to watch that one because I do not remember this at all. Um, I hope it's got some David Bowie. It, it won't. It might, you never know, but probably not. Um, this isn't Twin Peaks. <laughs> is he in? Is he in Twin Peaks? Yeah, kinda. Okay. Yeah, he plays a kettle. <laughs> Jesus Christ! He doesn't. You have to watch it. Hello, David. Would you like to be on my TV show? You can be a kettle, David. <laughs> oh, okay, I don't mind being a kettle. Okay, David, go work there. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so we've got, um, uh, you can get in touch with us at do you think on spooky pod at gmail.com. Uh, check us out. No on hate mail. What? What? No hate mail. No hate mail. Yeah. No, no David Lynch hate mail for me. Um, we also, you can also check us out on Instagram, uh, on do you think on spooky pod. Um, and Check out our other podcast, Living in the Past, and uh, that's always um, good. We're just wrapping up our 1993 season. And, uh, yeah, until next time, stay spooky, everyone. Bye, everybody.